When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. On the pitch, Sheets. That's the explosiveness that they haven't had in the position in a while. It's a foot race. Corey Sheets with the turbo booster kicking in. Sheets at the two-yard line. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine. I think it's episode nine of the Behind the Rails podcast with... Myself, I'm Travis Miller, the site manager of HammerandRails.com for SB Nation. And with me, as always, is Purdue running back legend, Grey Cup MVP, general man about town, Corey Sheets. How are you doing, Corey? Hey, Travis. What's going on? Not much. Not much. Uh, got our second street home game this week, and it is one that I think I'm at least hoping that Purdue fans are looking forward to the Minnesota golden Gophers come to town. And after what happened last year in Minneapolis, uh, I have been looking forward to this one. I think, I think the big 10 owes this one. Not sure if you caught last year's game uh, with them, but Purdue loses by three, but has the game winning touchdown wiped off the board in the final minute because of one of the most ridiculous offensive pass interference calls that you will ever see. I guess, Corey, you go out for pass. You've gone out for passes. You were always pretty good at pet- catching some passes out of the backfield. There's always contact and there's always pushing and shoving and separating. Yeah. It, would you call that in a critical point where uh, Payne Durham actually pushed off a little bit about 15 yards before he got in the end zone and he gets called for pass interference? I mean, that's, it, I, I haven't seen the play. I've just been reading about it, but I, that'd be it'd be hard to tell just just because situations and as a ref, I know from playing they never want to make a call that dictates the outcome of the game. So dramatic, mm-hmm. like if I didn't call it, would have went the other way. So I, it's it's hard to tell. From what I saw, it's no more hand fighting than you see dozens of times a game. And it really didn't affect the outcome of the play because it happens. You know, he takes 10 steps in towards the end zone and catches it in the corner. They last have contact on like the 10 yard line. And it's not like he shoved the guy to the ground to get open. It's just, you know, the hand fighting, hand fighting that he makes his break and takes off. So, you know, it's. Yeah, it, it was a garbage call. I'm still pissed about it. Who, who was the, who was the uh, call? What again? It was uh, Payne Durham, uh, the tight end, who's still there this year, and catches the game-winning touchdown. And it was it was so bad that most college football commentators and everything are like, "Okay, Purdue just got absolutely hosed on this one." So, 
<laughs> but that was last year. That was last year. We're here to talk about Minnesota this year. And it's always an interesting game when we play Minnesota because Jeff Brom and PJ Fleck both came into the Big Ten at the same time. Purdue, if you believe all the hype from five years ago, they were actually looking at PJ Fleck to come to Purdue at the time because he was uh, in the middle of his successful run at Western Michigan. Both teams are coming in kind of disappointed after last week. Purdue had their kind of lackluster 13-9 win over Illinois. Minnesota, it's worse. They lost to a MAC team uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a horrible game, too. Like they, they, I don't know if you yes. watched it, but the stat, stats read, read something ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Uh, they lost 14-10. to 10. What makes it worse for Minnesota is they were a 30-point favorite. They didn't lose. It's not like they lost to a good Mac team. They lost to a very bad Bowling Green team. Tanner Morgan, I've talked to a couple of Minnesota writers this week. Their quarterback, Tanner Morgan, had what they call his worst game of his career. He's a senior, four-year starter. He went 5 of 13 for 59 yards right. passing the ball. With two interceptions, and they were both on the final two drives. So yeah, he throws uh, those interceptions at the most crucial time in the game. Like that's the focus is not there, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, I can understand one, but yeah, the second one's like, ah, come on, dude. <laughs> Minnesota somehow lost a game where they gave up less than two hundred yards of total offense because. Bowling Green threw for 170 and only rushed for 22 yards. Man, that's something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and you still take an L? <laughs> you know the defense is over there like, Yo, what the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> I mean, this is a game I think where Minnesota somehow broke math. Uh, Trayson Potts, their running back, who started the year as the backup before uh, Moe Ibrahim, who was one of the best running backs in the country, definitely one of the best in the Big Ten, tore his Achilles in the season opener against Ohio State. Trayson Potts has stepped in. He's been over 120 yards all three games. He went for 141 yards against Bowling Green. So they got the ground game. They had the defense going. But, man, the passing game did not did not do them any favors whatsoever. Time out. When the, I'm sorry. When the hell did he – that that was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. He never even there was no push off. <laughs> he literally he literally ran by him, swiped his arms, didn't make contact, and they threw a flag. <laughs> yeah, and that decided the game because he caught. I mean, yes, Minnesota would have had about fifty seconds or so to get down the field, and they would have been down four. So nah, they would have had at least nah, a shot, but it decides the game at that Le- point. Unless it's Tom Brady sitting over there, I'm calling bluff on that. No, they're not going down there it, it, after all that. And this is a run team first. It, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that team is over there deflated, pissed off. <laughs> no. I will tell you this. My dad is a Purdue football fan, but he is he's a retired pharmacist. He is not nearly the, sp- the sports fan that I am. And even he was upset about the call, and he never gets upset about football calls. <laughs> not by far. I had to Google it real fast. Like, all right, I've been reading about it all day. You say, there you go. I'm like, let me see what this thing is. All right. Yeah, that's, that's the worst call I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here. This was Corey's live reaction for that call last year. That's I'm glad that you got to see that call and just see what kind of 
what kind of bullshit it was. It was bullshit. <laughs> hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. But anyway, getting back to getting back to the Bowling Green game for Minnesota, uh, just just an extremely disappointing day for them. But Minnesota's defense has been really really solid so far and I think that that's a concern if you're Purdue they rank second defensively against the run in the Big Ten and Purdue's not been able to run the ball at well at all and don't, we don't run they don't run the ball at all so that run defenses and eh, whatever I, I hope you uh, turn it into a, a good pass rush but <laughs> and uh, the week before the Bowling Green game, Minnesota had a pretty impressive win. They went out to Colorado and they won 30 to nothing. The defensive effort that uh, they put on Colorado is one of the best that I've ever seen. They held Colorado on their home field to 63 yards of offense and six first downs. Yeah, somebody underestimated somebody. <laughs> a few people didn't show up to play that day. I don't <laughs> That's hard to go for less than 100 yards in your home field. I mean, you almost have to try at that point. I mean, if you play down to your opponent level that you think they are and they come and play up to the level that they think you are, shit, it's going to be a long day for you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they held Colorado to minus 19 yards rushing on 21 carries, which that's ridiculous. That's, that's pretty good defense. <laughs> that's a lot of sacks. Trying to see how many times they did get sacked. Doesn't say here, but yeah. And, and it's not like the passing game for Colorado did anything either. They were 12 of 24 for 82 yards. Mm. So we don't know how good Colorado is, but I'm going to assume that Colorado <laughs> is a bit better than Bowling Green, especially since this was a week after Colorado took uh, number five Texas A&M to the wire. I think they lost like 10-7 to Texas A&M. Hey, you can't tell Bowling Green that, though. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Bowling Green. We got the W. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They not only got the W, they got the check, too. I think they got like a $1.2 million check since it was one of those buy games. Oh, wow. What's a buy game? I ain't never heard of that before. Basically, it's when you pay an opponent to come in and you're not giving them a return home game. So, like, when you guys would play, like, in Eastern oh, wow. Illinois or somebody, oh, wow. so, and you guys were not going to their home stadium, it's just a one-off game, you're paying that opponent to come in, and if it's a Mac opponent now, it's you often have to pay them, like, a million dollars to come in for the game, and they get all that money for their athletic department as part of it. So, that's what makes these losses even funny is Bowling Green came in, Minnesota paid him like $1.2 million to come in, and Bowling Green beat him and took the check. <laughs> that's, that's like picking up a woman and she leaving you the $200 when she leaves. 
<laughs> That's wild. I don't even know what to say to that. Man. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. He's saying lock the door on the way out. <laughs> and once again, we've evolved into behind the rails after dark. <laughs> Like I said, uh, this is a strong rushing team. Uh, we were talking in our pre-show how they have just a monstrous right tackle. Daniel Fa'alele, he is listed at six foot nine, 380 pounds, which is a just – monster. That's man. a large human being. <laughs> that is a big, massive person. He probably looks way bigger than everybody else standing in the huddle. Matter of fact <laughs> – and he, when he was recruited, he came in over 400 pounds. So this is a guy that's slimmed down, and he's probably like 6'9", 380 of, you know, chiseled muscle now and stuff. And I mean, lost weight. <laughs> this man is more than twice my, twice my size. And I just, it takes an extra second to get around him. Yeah, that's a big man. He he might he might cause a problem for that interior, but I'm pretty confident in our, our defensive line. They've been showing out the past few weeks. Really been one of the only few bright bright spots that we have. So right, I'm looking forward right. to continue that that trend. Really, it's a contrast of styles in this game because Purdue's not been able to run. Minnesota's not been able to pass the ball, and they rank near the bottom in passing which is kind of a shock because Morgan was one of the best quarterbacks in the league two years ago. He threw for, I think it was 3,200 yards, 30 touchdowns against only seven interceptions. He threw for about 400 yards and four touchdowns against Purdue two years ago. So Mm. this is a guy that's had success against us and he's just really struggling this year for whatever reason. Oh my God. Yeah. That type man. He's a large man. Wow. That was a great hole he just made, too. I mean, he just pushed the whole <laughs> damn line out the way. <laughs> now, I know you said that uh, when you played, Minnesota always had the big offensive line. Whose offensive line was tougher, Wisconsin or Minnesota's? When I played, if yeah, if I could have chosen to run behind one of the two, it would have been Minnesota's. Really? Wow. Nice. Because they had dogs there. They ain't, they ain't having, like, nice linemen. I don't like nice linemen. <laughs> I, I want the one that's going to be cussing for no reason. That's sweaty, big. There's tape all over the place. <laughs> he probably got he got blood on his nose. You don't know where it came from, but it's, it's either his or somebody else's. Like I, I like them type linemen. <laughs> you want him twenty yards downfield, looking for somebody to hit while you're still going. Yeah, and like, not even like once once I'm tackled, I want him to be looking for somebody still to be blocking. Like. <laughs> It's like when I was in Canada, I got used to those type of guys. Uh, we had a couple of those guys when I played at Purdue. One dude, uh, we called him Big Texas. Big Texas. Yeah. Okay. He, he, Who was that one? I forget his, his name. He was he was a nasty dude. He was he was the coolest guy on the team, I would say. And obviously he was from Texas, but he was just one like one of them big country dudes. And crazy <laughs> enough, he was a uh, he was he was there studying to be a pilot. <laughs> That Purdue had a running back a couple of years ago by the name of Markel Jones that was there to be a pilot too. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, right. Markel Jones probably my height. <laughs> Big Texas was damn near seven feet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A, that cockpit's only so big. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to this, uh, I was talking about Tanner Morgan. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's one of the concerns that I have is, yes, he's struggling. He was sacked four times last week here by a Mac line, and but he's still, he's got the experience. He's a four-year starter, and he's was a starter on a team that won 11 games just two years ago, threw for nearly 400 yards against Purdue. I mean, this is a guy that can get it done if his line can come together, but like Purdue... We've got guys that can get it done if their line comes together, too. Yeah, we got a couple dogs on that D-line. They, they didn't give up eight sacks, so they might give up two more. Hopefully three. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, but like I said, it's a clash of styles. Purdue is having a lot of success throwing the ball. I do think that one of the biggest factors is do we get David Bell and Payne Durham back? Uh, we, we really need those guys. I mean, if we, yeah, that's, that's a big question mark now as they come out and said that they're returning or is it still up in the air as far as i know it's still up in the air we'll probably get an update tomorrow uh well we're recording this wednesday night so thursday afternoon when uh, coach brown speaks to the press even if they're both out you kind you've got to feel like you can still get this game maybe you know just find a way to do it because this this is an offense that has not been productive they're one of the worst passing offenses in the country right now. I mean, right, but if we don't have our weapons, that's like showing up True. to a gunfight with a knife. Right, <laughs> and they do have a – they've got a very strong run game too, so. <laughs> right. It ain't, it ain't nothing to turn turn them ears back and just say, hey, just go get the quarterback. They're not running the ball, which could pose to be a problem, but in our O-line has been struggling. Right. Um, I'm hoping that they're encouraged because uh, I don't know if we're going to go with Plummer or O'Connell for this game. I know Coach Brom said that a starter would be named internally this week, which is pretty telling when the previous week he said that Plummer was the starter. I was so. going to say, yeah, that, mm, you, might, you might get surprised tomorrow, but not necessarily right. surprised. But who would you say more is mo- who's more mobile? Uh, I mean, it's a tough call. Plummer is. A little bit more mobile, but he—I mean—we're not talking Lamar Jackson mobile here or anything. I mean, it, don't, uh, it don't seem like it to me, right? I mean, neither <laughs> one is much of a neither one's much of a running quarterback. Plummer did a little bit more as a freshman when he was playing. Then he broke his ankle against Nebraska, so I mean, we've only seen him in limited time since then. We do have a third quarterback by the name of Austin Burton, mm-hmm. who is more of a run pass guy and he saw just a little bit of action against Connecticut he was five for five and I think he had a couple of runs but I mean at this point if he's not been able to win the starting job he's been there for two years that could be that could that could be political though you don't you don't necessarily know know that much that could be political I mean it really is hard to say so especially with the quarterback position at Purdue (laughs) right (laughs) they'll just just let anybody be right there (laughs) no no (laughs) <laughs> but uh, as I was saying about Plummer, he threw for about 350 yards on him last season. So season to season, there's obviously going to be some differences, but Purdue had a decent amount of success against them last year throwing the football and well, really won the game by throwing the football. So, <laughs> you, so you're coach Brown, who are you starting? I mean, I think at this point, I don't know, man. I mean, Plummer, Plummer's not been taking some of the shots that have been open downfield, but and O'Connell was able to do that, and he got the offense moving last week. Yeah, he had the two interceptions. I'm only going to put one on him because you put it on the receiver's hands. He's got to catch the ball, not pop it up in the air. Right. <laughs> but on the flip side, do you start Jake 
then pull them when things start going south again. <laughs> I see. I don't know about that because I mean, that's what we've been doing for years. That's what Brom's been doing. His first year was about the only time that I've seen a two quarterback system work when he was going between Blau and Elijah Sindelar. I mean, if you're winning, yeah, it's going to work. It's, everybody's yeah. going to be happy. They're <laughs> not going to care because everybody's eating. <laughs> if you're, if you're not even that they're losing, like they're winning, but the offensive is just getting in by the shoestrings. Like, I mean, I think at this point, given the last two games, I, I think that if since he's made it a competition, I think he knows it's going to be O'Connell. And O'Connell has done, I mean, like you said, if you're winning, O'Connell wins games. I mean, the man has come out and he's he's won four games in his career in the fourth quarter, marching down the field. I don't care who you are. You could do that. <laughs> You're going to play. You got you could do something. Yeah, say so most recently left last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it to me it's telling that after two interceptions and after as much as Purdue struggled to get down the field that he was able to lead a 94-yard scoring drive. Uh after two picks, after all that, I think I think that's significant and I think if he does start, that's what got him the starting job this week. I mean, hey, I pulled him last week. Don't start him. Give him, the, give him the nod and let him be the starting quarterback this week. And just ride that wave. He was 12 of 19 for 182 yards, a touchdown, the two picks, but won the game. That's, that's all that matters. Win the game. <laughs> right. So my book, he got my, he got my vote. <laughs> and I think, I mean, to me, this is a game that's going to come down – both teams are just about middle of the road defensively. They're they're not great, but they're not terrible. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's got the better run defense, but we don't run the ball anyway. Uh, and they're both right in the middle of the road pass-wise. So, I mean, I think this is one that it's got to come down to which team is not so much one-dimensional. And then turnovers. Purdue has not forced a turnover in the last two games and has only forced two all season. At some point, you're going to have to get some turnover luck. They've had... Purdue has forced six fumbles and has not managed to recover a single one of them yet. I mean, that's luck of the draw, but they've come, they've only come up with a couple of picks too, though. Uh, they've, they've gotten two interceptions. They had one right before, I think it was right before halftime against Oregon State. And then the second one was the final offensive play for UConn when we were already ahead 49 nothing. No, no, so, I mean, like, they almost got a, a few picks last week. They were coming close to it. I feel like that's... That's 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 good. Just as good as a knock now in my book. And Purdue's pass defense has been really good this year. I think they're second in the Big Ten. So you know we're really good at what they can't. We're really good at stopping what they can't do. They're really good at stopping what we can't do. Whoever figures that out is going to have a big advantage. I think. Well, I'm also think whoever does better at what they don't do well is probably going to win the game. So mm-hmm. like if they're able to pass the ball as well as run the ball, then they might win. But if we're able to run the ball as well as pass the ball there, you know the defense is going to be there. So, and I, I think special teams can be a factor too. Uh, one thing that's really been impressive for Purdue this year is the new kicker, the graduate transfer, Mitchell Finneran, mm-hmm. seven for seven on field goals. You get in a game like this where points are probably going to be at a premium, you've got a weapon like that. It's pretty valuable, especially since last year at Minnesota, Purdue lost by three, but they missed a – field goal of about 35 yards in the fourth quarter and they had one blocked right before halftime and it was like a 25 yard field goal that was blocked so you know get like you said 
yards in special teams, points in special teams too. Exactly, and, and nobody cares about the kicker till you need him. So, and if, uh, right. if the Ravens are any indication of when you need a good kicker, you got to have one in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and say, well, I don't think we're going to need to bomb in a 66-yard field goal, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> It just might come down to it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's about all we've got here on Minnesota. But uh, we're going to have a special treat here as we wind down this episode. My son Dylan is here. He is a giant crew fan. He has been coming to games since he was about four months old. And he just wanted to say hi. And uh, he he had a question for you, Corey. What's your question, Dan? What does it feel like to be a Purdue Boilermaker? Uh, Depends on what week it is. Some weeks in pro feels <laughs> pretty great. Other weeks is uh is pretty bad, but uh, as long as when you come to IU week, you come out with a win, your your, your year is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, Corey. I pre- I appreciate you uh, answering his question. I know he was uh, he's always been curious about me writing about football and uh, meeting the players and everything. So. Good deal, good deal. Uh, thanks for kind of entertaining him. And he's, <laughs> he's a big fan. Uh, I know if he'd have been around when you were playing, he'd have been, been a big fan of you. Okay, one more question, buddy. Who, who's your favorite Purdue player right now? Rondale Moore. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Arizona Cardinal. I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he got to see Rondale for all three years he was there. So, it, it he was there that night that Rondale went nuts on Ohio State. So, you know, hey, that was this. I, I was I was happy I was able to catch that one. <laughs> I, I was in a I was in a wedding that day. Uh, my best friend got married, and I gave it. I gave a speech at the reception. Hopped in the car, drove over to the game, and was at the game. And I think I was still up at like three thirty in the morning because I was just that hyped. <laughs> they say if you if you wasn't a fan of his. That night you became one then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so you have a prediction for us here since we've been doing some predictions on these Big Ten games. Uh, I'm going to say 17-10. Purdue. 17-10. It's been a while since I've expected Purdue to win a defensive struggle, but hey, I'll take it. 17, 10. Or is that 17 10 win or 17 10? No, nah, that's a win. I'm never going to go against the home team. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I appreciate it, Corey, and uh, let you get back to your evening here. Uh, we, we do thank you, everybody, for listening. We started to get some feedback here on the post today. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad that we're getting more and more listens as we go along. So, for Corey Sheets, for myself, I'm Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com, and we look forward to going to 2-0 in the Big Ten and leading the Big Ten West, hopefully sometime on Saturday afternoon. So that's it for us today, and Boiler Up! You heard it, BTFU! Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global. With over 180 years of scientific research and engineering expertise, we bring innovative solutions to ensure your commercial property today so you can prosper tomorrow. Spring? Is that you? 
Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.